0: Okay, you are now tuned into to the Bland Me podcast.
1: A mulberry is a tree,
2: cool a is a man, and I'll prove it. This world shall know pain. Welcome to the Blind May Podcast. So this is episode 66 of the Bland May Podcast. I am your usual host, uh Unbothered Mike. And um I'm here with the lovely Nezuko the Stallion. Hey y'all. And we are joined by a very special guest this week, Mr. Tony Weaver Jr. How you doing, sir?
0: I am doing well. Really happy to be
2: here. We are happy to have you as well, sir. So um yeah. For the people that don't know um, who you are, can you tell the audience here who is Tony Weaver Jr.?
0: Uh, well, my name's Tony Weaver Jr., uh, implying, of course, I'm the son of Tony Weaver Sr. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and I run an organization called Weird Enough Production. Uh, Weird Enough, we make this really cool webcomic called The Uncommon that tells a story of a group of unlikely outsiders that have to save each other to save the world. Um, I started Weird Enough while I was in college uh, because I was really passionate about the need for diverse stories. And it is my goal to use Weird Enough as an organization to build an entertainment empire, focused on highlighting the voices of people that traditionally have not had their stories told in the medium of sequential
2: art. Okay, okay. And um yeah. and before we really like deep dive into thing into everything with you man, uh, so for the people that don't know if you've never been to t- Tony's uh Twitter page, um there's a there hi, on his banner, he has a, a picture of him fist bumping Taraji P Henson. So it's not Photoshop, so I just want y'all to know this man is kind of famous famous out here. <laughs>
0: No, yeah, he's big time for sure. <laughs> I had I had an experience last week where one of my friends was like, "Yeah, so you people actually know who you are because someone, a, a tabloid, posted a fake news article about me." Really? And I was like, "Oh, I'm important enough for people to lie about now." That's so cool. That is freaking uh, amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, I, they were they were like, okay. Okay, you're taking this better than I thought. That, than I thought you were gonna take it. And I was like, no, that's wonderful. It means that I'm. It means that I'm doing something. Or um, one time, uh, the the funny thing is that uh, when I met Taraji, Taraji posted to me on her Instagram, and Lee Daniels, the director of Empire, commented on the picture and said, "Oh, I love that kid."
2: <laughs> hmm.
0: Oh and yeah, you like, big oh, famous wow. out here.
3: <laughs> Things yeah. are
0: things are happening.
3: This is cool yeah that is amazing
2: he should have had you like come in on an episode of empire like like how they do charlemagne and, and and all these other um uh people and personalities and everything he should just like had you you know do a little quick cameo like you know hey yo yeah this is tony right here you know
0: just have a cape on in the back of one of the recording sequences Yeah,
2: exactly exactly <laughs> that's yeah that yeah you, you definitely famous out here you made it my brother yeah because um <laughs> I get lied on for stupid stuff. So my friends like to lie on me and say, Oh yeah. Uh, Mike is rich. Uh, I I hate that stuff. That's the biggest lie I get. (laughs) Like they, they, they just lie on me about anything. See you getting TMZ to lie on you. I want them to lie on me about stuff. (laughs) 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 Yeah, man. But, um, we, we really appreciate you, um, coming on with this, uh, Real quick, before we get too far in the show, I did want to shout out all our Patreon listeners that uh, donate to the show. Thank you, guys. You guys know who you are. Um, And so with that being said, uh, Tony, so we always talk about anime and what we're watching for the current week. And so it's such a weird time right now because of the pandemic. Have you had like an uptake of of, uh, anime that you're watching since it's a weird pandemic going on right now?
0: so i'm gonna say this and when i say it i'm actually very i have no idea what the reaction i get is going to be uh but since the pandemic started i started watching one piece okay and i am on episode 670 of one piece oh my goodness like i'm been wow. i got binged 670 episodes of one piece fillers too no
2: i skipped those (laughs) no (laughs) okay
0: because the the fillers always pop up at like a random time like during um during the impel down arc i really wanted to know what was going to happen next and they were like hey take these four episodes of filler that's tying into the movie and i was like no i don't i don't want this i need to know how we're getting out of this bridge
2: you're better than so, me because I started One Piece last year and I got to episode 52 and I tapped out, but I am about to pick it back up pretty soon here. Um, how you got to 600 is amazing because I, I couldn't.
1: <laughs> I was about
2: Yeah. Oh. Um, what'd you say, Nate? I think it cut out there.
3: Oh, no, I just said goodness. Like, is that the only thing you've watched?
0: It's the only anime that I've watched. I still catch up on my hero every Saturday, but everything else has just been paused. It's one piece right now, which honestly, I am really appreciating it as a, from a writing perspective. There are really mm-hmm. interesting things that Oda does. And what's even cooler to me is that I see things in one piece that I thought I saw for the first time in other anime, but Oda did it like 10 years ago. Which is, which is crazy to think about. Like, in My Hero, one of the things that I really like is that they... The, the media, in and of itself, kind of is a character in the show, and through the media, we get to see how public perceptions on heroes is changing, and how even one action, even if we win the fight, can undermine the fight for heroes overall in the mm-hmm. public eye. But it. And in One Piece, they do really similar things. They leverage the media in a really similar way. Uh, however, Oda did it like 12 years ago. And that, and that really blew me away. I was like, wow. I, he did it 12 years ago. And My Hero is the first time that I'm seeing someone else do it uh, in a way that's, that's just as potent.
2: So do you... Uh, say, oh, go ahead, Nate. Oh,
3: no, I was just going to say we always hear phrasing Oda and the world building in one piece. So hearing that, you know, it kind of just solidify as every in the one piece stands.
0: I'm a, I'm a believer.
2: Have you, um, since you've been watching one piece so crazy, like have you pulled from anything in one piece that you could kind of apply to what you create for yourself?
0: I think the thing that I'm learning the most about One Piece is that Oda doesn't throw characters away. Very often in anime and also in comics, if we have a villain that's our giant villain for that arc, we get to the end of the arc, we beat that villain, and that villain is either dead or exiled, or like, you're not going to see them again again you're not going to hear from them again but in one piece they'll pop back up a hundred episodes later and be like hey what's up (laughs) um i I remember what what you did and my characters changed as a result of what you did sometimes for the better and sometimes for the worse. um and and i really like that As, as i write i'm thinking about oh it's possible to keep your villains around side characters are only side characters. If you make them side characters.
2: Mm, interesting. So I'm, I'm really going to take all this in account from um, whenever I start back up one piece. So Tony, what you probably didn't know is we're doing um, an anime binge challenge starting tonight mm-hmm. at midnight. And um, so basically the goal is to watch the most number of episodes before football season starts if it does start and so um that's what us and and another uh, podcast friend of ours uh has been doing so that's why i i was like okay i'm gonna go ahead and just uh push through and 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 get all these one piece episodes racked up and 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 use that to my bench challenge advantage basically (laughs) it's worth it it's worth it all right well all right i'm taking it from tony even though we have a whole uh podcast friend of ours that 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 plays One Piece all the time. I'm taking it from you, not them. So, um,
3: <laughs> I'm good. <dead. laughs>
2: Nay, what, Nay, what you been watching this week?
3: Um, so I've watched a couple things. So I picked up Ergo Proxy again. Um, I got to about the same point and I'm kind of shaky on it, but I'm going to try to push through at this time. time. Um, I also started Tower of God. I caught up with the week. Um, so when I don't take it that I'm saying that they're exactly alike, but for some reason, I kind of get Darwin's game only because the main character I can't think of his name and Kaname, they kind of both are very like, like sweet spirited, and mm-hmm. then in this second episode, um, with them doing this um i wouldn't call it a tournament but you know like in darwin's game when they got to that yeah yeah the darwin's game they did the tournament i i guess in tower of god they had to do like go from 300 to 200 then they had to do the getting teams of three to go to the next level and all that stuff it just kind of correlated for me and my so that's just me um, and then I also, I've been watching a little bit of Dragon Ball Z, and then I started uh, Inspector.
2: Wait, what was the last one you said?
3: Inspector.
2: Oh, you picked it back Ooh. up. Can you hear me? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, Inspector. I'm thinking about a whole nother oh, anime. Right? Yeah, never mind. Yeah, yeah, Inspector does is good. I, I started it, but I didn't keep going, but I did like it when I played it. I'm just I got caught up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, What have I been watching now that I'm thinking about it? um, I I gave JoJo's a rest just because I didn't want to over JoJo myself. Uh, I'm I'm halfway through part five. Um, What else have I watched as of late here? Tower of God, for sure. Um, That looks like it's going to be one of my favorites of the spring season, so I'm I'm really excited about that. Uh, My Hero Academia, which... We, I feel like we gonna. Me and Tony will talk about this later on. But that that finale, uh Mm. was was incredible. Um, I I can't speak on that finale enough. We'll 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 talk about that a little bit later. Yeah. So I did I I did uh pick up on see the finale of uh, My Hero Academia, and I feel like it's some other stuff, but I can't think of them off the top of my head. I don't know why I can't. uh, I'm losing it, but it's probably just wine. But yeah, um. But yeah, oh, Bungo Stray Dogs, I've been watching that as well. And, uh, what season? So I'm still in the first season. I'm at the very end of the okay. first season. And, um, I think I'm like on episode 11 of the 12 episodes in the first season. So I'm trying to, I'm probably going to like finish all of that with this bench challenge and like knock it out in two days. So, um, okay. Yeah. So I really enjoy Bungo Stray Dogs. I think everybody should pick that up. Um,
0: it, it reminds me of, um, Blood Blockade Battlefront.
2: Mm, I haven't seen that one. I've
0: heard that. Let but me add that, seen to that to my Blood Blockade Battlefront is really beautiful. It's really well animated. Um, And, like, so, Bungo Stray Dogs has the agency, right? It's like, we're these superpower people.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. Uh, we go take jobs from the boss. Um, And Blood Blockade Battlefront, uh, they have a supernatural organization Called Libra, and Libra's entire job is, is hey man, things go left sometimes. When that happens, uh, they call me, and that's what I'm here for. That's my job. Oh. So, um, I think about like hey, Battlefront, they have two seasons, and uh, they managed to blend like battle anime elements with Slice of Life really well. So, they, they're really similar to me. If you like one, you probably like the other.
2: I'm okay, looking yeah I got to add it to my any list and I'm definitely going to watch this one as well it looks definitely interesting and whenever you say slice of life it just reminded me of something else I've been watching so nay I did uh watch a few more episodes of B Stars uh um, oh. I think I'm 6 episodes in on B Stars and uh it's definitely a slice of life that's all I'll say on that A 100% a slice of life Are you going to finish it Uh I mean I'm I'm 6 in I only have 6 left it's like I might as well <laughs> um the story did get more interesting after the first episode, but it's not like nothing amazing as of yet, but we'll see how it goes um I fell asleep on it one morning, but I did get six episodes in before I fell asleep, but i'm I'm gonna finish it off um okay but yeah, uh that's pretty much it other than that um so Tony, what is I'll start with this uh what is your favorite anime? And you can give your top five, you know, it doesn't have to be in order if you want to, but what are your favorite anime? Um,
0: so I think the one that always gets a spot on the list is Eureka Seven. Okay. So beautifully drawn. Um I love the theme. The dialogue can be a little uh what's the word? Indulgent sometimes. Mm. Like the characters really love to hear themselves talk, but I love that. I'm really into that. Um, uh, it was the first anime that I owned on DVD. I like, got the whole thing. Oh, okay. so that one's, uh, so that one's special to me. Um, I have a newfound love for Kuroko No Basket.
2: I've been hearing a lot of good like, things about it.
0: It's so good. And I'm, I'm like, wow, why did I, why did I not watch this? I finished the show and went and bought figures for everyone in the main cast. Like immediately, um, <laughs> It, it was, it, it, it hit me that hard. I was like, I, I like this show a lot. Um, other than that, I think Naruto, obviously, though, to be honest, I feel like if I was watching One Piece at the same time that I was watching Naruto, I wouldn't say that. But Naruto has the, uh, Naruto has the nostalgia. So it, it wins. It gets a spot. Mm, okay. um, and the last one that I'll say is, um, Princess Jellyfish. Mm. Princess Jellyfish is so good. It makes me smile.
2: Princess Jellyfish. Let me look that one hey. up.
3: Me? Princess
0: Jellyfish.
3: Like
0: it's a, a- um it's a slice of life. I see it. About this awkward girl uh, that lives in a really crowded part of Tokyo, um, in this house that's all women and they're all awkward in their own ways. But They're like adults in their late 20s, early 30s. And over the course of the 12-episode show, it's just them trying to not be awkward and failing. It's great.
3: Okay. Uh, I'm about to put that on my list.
2: Yeah, I got it pulled up on here. It looks like it was made in 2010, 11 episodes, Slice of Life, Romance, and Comedy. Okay. Yeah. I think the,
0: the... Thing that I like about Princess Jellyfish, um, the the main character in the opening in the opening a scene in the first episode, she has a monologue uh, where she says that she used to go to aquariums and look at jellyfish with her mom, and her mom said that when she grew up, she'd like bloom into this jellyfish princess. And then you cut to her in her late twenties, and she's like, "Man, I didn't bloom into anything. I can't even look people in the eye when I talk to them." <laughs> um, and I I like how realistic it is About the fact that Sometimes people don't glow up Like who you are is who you are And that is a glow up You just have to accept And I, I really like those sorts of themes Of figuring out how to belong In a way that doesn't involve changing who you are Okay That's dope
2: You want to I
3: gotta them. really try this slice of life thing.
2: Yeah, yes, yeah. I I I can't speak on slice of life because that's not my my genre. But uh, but I will say this uh to to Tony's credit, Tony does have in his bio uh lover of shonen, so um, I'm sure he's he's uh anticipating a lot of the big shonens that are dropping this year. Are you a, a Attack on Titan fan at all?
0: I'm an Attack on Titan fan, and I'm glad it's the last season. You are. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm tired. I'm like, like, tell me what happens, man. For, <laughs> it is stressful.
2: It is stressful, yeah.
0: I was a freshman in college in 2016 when season one of Attack on Titan dropped. Now, we're like almost five years later, and I'm like, please. Please, end the story. Tell me what happens. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. Because <laughs> it takes y'all like six months to animate a Levi sequel. And I get it, it's yeah. beautiful. But I, I just want to know what happened. The, the show that I'm excited for this year that a lot of people don't consider Shonen it is Dr. Soul. Yes. The and second season right. of Dr. Soul. Ooh.
3: That war is going to be crazy. Did they
2: confirm it for this year? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, yeah, I'm, I've been ready. Yeah, Stone Wars, let's get it. Yep.
0: Oh, Dr. Stone so so- oh, definitely sleeper hit last year. I, not not enough people are talking about that show.
2: Yeah. We, well, we definitely have. I think uh, yeah, uh, we, we definitely praised, praised it. Praised it enough. <laughs> yeah, Cause, um, Definitely praised yeah that because it doesn't like it doesn't always have to be about you know who's the strongest or who can do this fighting move or this you know it it, senku is literally teaching you stuff that's like real life stuff that like how do you how how does a cell phone work like you never think about that until you see someone explain how to actually make a cell phone from scratch and that's crazy so um yeah i I appreciate it uh not that i retained any of the information senku was was giving me but i appreciate him trying to make me smarter than what i was when i was watching it
0: (laughs) i think i think there's such a rich philosophical (laughs) philosophy argument in the sense that senku is like hey we're gonna save everybody yeah and sookas is like we we have an unprecedented an opportunity to get rid of the people that got us into this mess in the first place. Why would you bring back everybody? And to be honest, I don't know which of the two of them I agree with. Like, I think Senku's going to wake somebody else up that he regrets waking up and that might change the way that he feels about it. But just their two opposing viewpoints is really compelling to me. And then Senku's father, I oof, that Oh
2: that,
1: man. that love
0: man yeah. that's a father's love
2: it hit, yeah that hit different yeah uh, that whole flashback it really hit yeah
3: yeah that was amazing
2: i think we had a i think we had a conversation about dr stone on this podcast where um i think i kind of like side more with with sukasa although i'm on senku's side because i i want to see him win but mm-hmm. like if it happened in real life and i think i said this on the podcast like and, and i see a stone statue of r kelly i'm i'm tipping his shit over not like yeah and i'm like he he's not gonna be able, he's not getting revived it's not happening so, <laughs> <You> <laughs> <do> so, <good. laughs> so yeah it's like yeah yeah
0: i, I kind of like some of y'all like don't really need to come yeah. back <laughs> it's in, in in the uncommons we're tackling similar themes uh with the villain that hasn't really made himself known yet uh but sukaso's philosophy in a lot of ways represents this whole bronze survival of the fittest type thing and i think a really compelling question to see play out on the page is in 2020 is there a place for that like is there a place for survival of the fittest in 2020 it isn't cooperation and allowing ourselves to look past our animal instincts, what makes us human and allows us to progress in the first place. Does leaning into those animal instincts detract from the thing that makes us the superior species? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's just, oh man, that, that, the story for um, Dr. Stone, it, it, it's literally like, probably one of the highest points like uh, me watching anime last year um just because like i i I found one show outside of a a few number of shows that they especially put me on that i could enjoy without it having to be about the you know superficial power-ups and and fighting and strength in the show of strength like it really makes you think about life itself and that that's something that I can appreciate like from an anime like that that cuz I'm typically like the the um uh, USK let's just square up and, and fight type guy but like I can definitely find appreciation in stuff that makes you think too and I appreciate Dr. Stone for that last year for sure and I'm ready for this next season I um, pulled
0: up for Dr. Stone every week
2: yes. I'm I'm with you
0: yes <laughs> yes I'm trying to think what
2: what did it come on. Oh yeah, it was on it was crunchy Crunchyroll. Yeah, yeah, I was I was uh, on Crunchyroll every week, uh, ready for it. Uh, but yeah, all right. So uh, Nate, did you, Nate, was there anything that you want to ask?
3: No. Okay. I'm just waiting for Doctor Stone. Let's start again. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I didn't want Team uh, Sukasa like that. I'm low key Team Sukasa. I wanted Senku win, but as you were saying philosophy to me that was the discussion we had um i was saying that that i kind of didn't disagree it's no wrong viewpoint but i definitely didn't disagree with what he at all
2: (laughs) gotcha so yeah tony we asked you about um your favorite anime so this is the next question so uh what are your favorite comic book heroes
0: so this is going to sound weird, mm. especially because I write comics, but I don't like most comics. Really? Really? Yeah. I don't. As a, as a matter of fact, part of what encourages me to write is because I feel like the medium is being wasted by people that have market share right now. Mm. I'm like, Some, somebody needs to do something better with this. I don't know what y'all are doing. Um, the best comics that I've seen have been comics from places that aren't traditionally highlighted. Um, so, for example, uh, there's a writer named Mariko Tamaki um, and an illustrator uh, named Rosemary who wrote a book. They put the book together uh, called Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me. Um, it's a graphic novel, and I love it. It is some of the most moving. Uh, it's one of the most moving stories that I've ever read read um, in the comic medium. Uh, There's a comic by a woman named Hannah Templer called Cosmo Knight. Uh, And Cosmo Knights, I think they're maybe like 200 pages in right now. And I love Cosmo Knights. Um, The the world building and the character development is top-notch. There's a comic uh, that's out right now called Die. uh uh, one of the people working on it was also on the creative team for The Wicked and the Divine, and I really like Die. I think those are like the top three things that I'm reading right now. But I think that as a creator, something that I'm very vocal about is the fact that I like the comic, graphic, novel medium. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm not married to the, the industry at all. Ah, I, I, don't, I don't have any level of um, nostalgia. or like, I have reverence in the, in the fact that I respect the work that people do, right? And I know that it takes a lot of work. And I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus. But, but I don't get starry-eyed when I think about the comics industry. For me, it's, it's more about the, the individual stories that are being told and how individual creators have found ways to sustain them. Because outside of that, I feel like comics in general is just retcon, retcon, universe, re- giant event that, that incorporates a bunch of characters, um, shiny covers. So you buy more than one copy of the same book. And none of that really does anything for me. Okay.
2: So, when when a new uh, Marvel or DC comic drops, you're not rushing to go get it then?
0: I think the lot... La- um, Eve Ewing is doing a run on champions right now that I like. I like her take on champions. Um, I was also a really big fan of uh, when, when G... Uh, Wilson did uh, Miss Marvel. Okay. I think her take on Miss Marvel and establishing Miss Marvel as a new character, those first couple of arcs that she did it with Kamala, I really, really liked. Um, in DC stuff, I liked Super Sons until they got canceled. Just because I'm a Damian Wayne fan.
2: Yes, Damian Wayne. Oh, That's My boy. Yeah. Uh, I. I don't know if you knew this but um myself I'm I'm a I'm a Batman hater like I love everybody but Bruce Wayne. So mm-hmm. I, I subscribe to Nightwing, Damian Wayne, uh Terry McGinnis, everybody else except for Bruce. So just wanted to throw that out there um in case you did, you know, you were a Batman fan.
0: I saw a meme and the meme says uh the reason the reasons the reason Batman's mask only covers half of his face is cause he needs the police to know he's white. Facts <laughs> And <laughs> I was like truer words have not been spoken. That's that's facts. Yeah.
2: That's facts. 'Cause um if they knew he you know he was black, then you know, he'd be locked up in, in Arkham himself. You're so be a, a little different. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Um uh, so uh so now we got the comic books and, and anime out the way. Um, let's let's get into it, man. Um, so how did uh, Weird Enough come into fruition?
0: So Weird Enough for me feels like an amalgamation of things that I've been working on uh, for my whole life. In the sense that I've always found uh, happiness and joy in shounen stories. Really love shonen. Um, I've always loved writing and I've always loved visual art. Like I can't draw myself, mm-hmm. but looking at other people's art and the things that people are able to do with sequential art and them all felt right to me. Um, and I also think that growing up, I gradually connected the dots about why there weren't a lot of characters that looked like me that looked like my friends or a lot of stories that represented communities like the one that I grew up in. And uh, in 2014, when everything started happening in Ferguson, I felt like I needed to do something. And I felt like media representation definitely had a role to play in the way that black people were being vilified in that moment. Yes. So Mm -hmm. the idea was if we could create something that would promote positive stories that would promote positive images, what would that look like? And that was kind of the, the foundation for where Weird Enough came.
3: Okay. okay. That's awesome. That's definitely what you were talking about on your TED talk. Cause I definitely watched your TED talk. And you were talking about the media re- representation of black people. So I, I feel it.
0: Yeah. It, the, the research on it is pretty in depth and shows that the the media that we consume, the images that get put out there have a tangible effect on the way that we see ourselves and the way that other people see us. And my thought process was, well, I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Um, but if that's the way that the system's set up, there must be some way that we can leverage it for empowerment, and that we can leverage it uh, to bring some sort of positivity to help people aspire. And weird enough, it's kind of, as an organization, experimented with a bunch of different ways to do that. In the current iteration in which we're working uh, with comics and also doing partnerships with schools seems to be the one that gets me the impact that I really want okay
2: okay so um, I kind of got a chance to briefly read the uh, Neon Commons this week Um, first off the art on the Uncommons is amazing so I did want to ask you how do you go about finding artists to kind of bring life to the comics that you that you create
0: our creative team is so talented Uh, so our our artists there two uh hannah lee uh, and andy robles valdez um we're 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 internally we're the weirdos um and uh i love getting the chance to to work with them every day it's an amazing experience um when I get stories in my head, I think about exactly how I want it to look, and I don't want any corners to be cut, is my is my thought process. Um, and I don't say this with any particular artist or title in mind, but I feel like when there are stories that feature Black characters, very. Mm-hmm often, the art is a place where corners get cut. Very, very often. More often than not, the art isn't uh, as resonant as it could be. It's not as bright as it could be. It's not as imaginative it could be. So from the beginning, I had a very clear vision on what I wanted the comic to look like. Um, and I think that the way to do that um, is to properly compensate artists. So um, our creative team, the, the artists that work with us, they work they work full time. So I, I hire them full time with a salary job to draw comic, and that's all they do. So it gives them the flexibility to really put their all into the. art. Um, when we did our open call for for our artists, I got three hundred applications in a week. And I went through every single portfolio. Um, and Hannah and Andy were the two that were kind of left standing at the end. Um, we went through like four rounds of style tests can you try this? And let's see how they take note. Um, and at the end, I was trying to pick between Hannah and Andy. And I was like, I don't, I, I don't want to pick between both of them. Can we just have both of them? them. Is that okay? <laughs> and they work. They work together really well.
2: Wow. Yeah. The thing that um that sticks out most to me, um especially for the uncommons, is the coloring. So I can see exactly what you mean. Like it, it's so vibrant on some of these uh on some of these pages, and, and and you don't get that a lot. Like the the you can tell like they they put a lot of work into the detail of how bright and how colorful and how visibly you know good it looks for for the coloring so i i do appreciate that a lot uh, for the work that they put into on that one like y'all your your vision and them putting it on paper like that combo is, is amazing so i just want to give y'all um the
0: props for that it, it looks really good Thank you they they do a really wonderful job i think that what makes our team work is that um they're very strong in areas where I'm weak. Like, I, I, I'll i know what I want on the page, like said, uh, but sometimes I don't know the best way uh, to create a page composition, or I don't know how to create the tension that I want on the page. Um, and uh, amongst the team, Andy formally has a degree in sequential art. So Andy went to school to learn how to make comp- So when he thinks about, here's the perspective we should have, here's the, here's the body positioning you should go for, here's how you should do that. Whereas Hannah studied fashion design, um, so when Anna, when when Hannah's plotting out scenes, her fashion design background comes into play when she thinks about colors and, well, how's the architecture going to look? And how is this cut going to hang off of this? person's body and what is that gonna say about their feeling at that point in time and it comes together to make this really cool piece and I love it.
2: Yeah they, they definitely it definitely comes out. Um the like the sky, the the, the clothes themselves are like really bright. I, I love it. <laughs> I can't tell you how much it's just I love it. it looks really good. Um Nate, did you want to jump in?
0: yes it's just
3: uh, I'm trying to like make sure I say anything but that's one of the questions I have to bounce off of would be do see that you have like lesson plans give to teachers to use in the classroom and um, although I have to look look at the lesson plans and stuff um, what do they have, um, in by, by your artists? You get started with even doing lesson plans for teachers?
2: Nay, I think it's cutting out a little bit. Uh, say that one more time and talking to the mic a little
3: bit. It's right. Okay. Can
2: you? Yeah, it's a little bit better. I,
3: okay. Okay. So I <laughs> saw that you, you do lesson plans for teachers wondering how did that come about and with the, does it have this that you have on a help with I I guess what subjects do they cover I thought they implemented something like that so how did that come about
0: definitely uh so there are two things that are really important to know uh, so number one my mom's in education so uh when I was born, my mom was a math teacher. Um, and she gradually rose from a math teacher to an assistant principal, principal. Uh, and now she's a regional superintendent, uh, in charge of a little bit of school in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so, so I grew up in schools to the extent that like every day when school's over, I get picked up and dropped off at another school and go <laughs> hang out in the principal's office. Uh, was, I was in schools a bunch. Um, but as a result, I grew up learning the G, t- the kind of lingo, and how the inside, um, but in addition to that, I feel like in some ways I was failed by the education system in the sense that it really took my mental health for a ride, like truly. Um, all these high achievers gifted magnet programs gutted my mental health, gutted my self-esteem. Uh, Uh, To the point uh, that uh, when I was in middle school, I actually attempted to end my own life because I didn't feel like I had anything of value to offer. However, um, during that time, anime really spoke out to me. It was like, so which is a part of why I like Shonen so much because you get these underdog characters that don't believe in themselves and don't believe that they can accomplish the goals that they set for themselves. Uh, But through determination and grit and a group of friends that really support them, um, they're able to achieve what they want to achieve. And since that was so helpful for me, my thought process was, was, well, what if our comics could have the same impact for kids? Like, if you think back to tuning exams... Rockley versus Gar. Rockley is really getting his butt whooped. He jumps up on that statue and takes off his Mm weights. That's a moment, right? Like you don't, you don't forget that. That's one of the most iconic moments in anime for me. Now, what if we were able to take that moment and attach it to a lesson plan about persevering and trying something different when things don't go how you planned the first time? Mm. I think it will work I, I think that I think that is something that kids would pay attention to and I think that it's something uh, that they would understand or what if we were to what if we were to go to My Hero Academia season 2 uh, when Ida is fighting Stain
1: mm. and
0: he's trying to fight him by himself and then Deku Who comes dashing around the corner just in the nick of time. And we take that and attach it to a lesson plan about how it's okay to ask for help. And you shouldn't have, you shouldn't try to fight every battle by yourself. Because if you have good friends, that's what they're there to do to support you in times when you need it. Uh, My thought process was what if we took, partnered it with lesson plans like that? that were rooted in social-emotional wellness and took advantage of the fact that it was a comic to boost literacy amongst students. And I thought that it would be really impactful. And I think it's a really important part of our work.
3: Okay. Most deadly, and that's definitely good for Kim. Um, I have a few teacher friends, and I was dead going to kind of pitch the whole thing to them I guess once quarantine is over but um, those type of lessons especially like these those um, t- don't they teach here about life which I don't even think they really did that for us in school either, to know that that
0: yeah teachers in the education community are something that's important to me and as an organization i think what differentiates us is that when we say representation matters we make it matter like there are a lot of people that say representation matters and there's this idea that people have that Hey even though white supremacy is a thing and systemic racism is a thing, if I make this one 22 page comic that features a black character and a black kid happens to see it, suddenly none of that stuff matters and i don 't think that's how that, i don 't think that's how that works I think that's ego talking um, representation matters, but it matters when we attach it to systems and outcomes that allow us to measurably impact the communities that we're trying to represent. Um, in the United States, two-thirds of students can't read on grade, and uh, suicide rates among young people are the highest that they've been in the last 20 years. So for us, making representation matter means taking our work and being uh, purposeful about attaching it to initiatives and tools that combat youth illiteracy and they help students develop healthy social.
2: So let me ask you this, Tony. So with what you're doing in representation, have you had the chance to see your work, like actually touch, you know, somebody maybe younger than you that's read your work? Um, up you know in person yet or have you have you have you got a chance to like witness it happen
0: earlier this year uh we were at the black comic book festival at the schomburg center um in new york and being able to see kids that had never heard of the comic before didn't know about the comic. Pop up and immediately gravitate to our table and like beg their parents for this uh, was something that really, really warmed my heart. Um, and uh, a lot of the times, the parents would be there um, and the kid would say, "Hey, I want this one," and their parents would say, "Okay, but if you get this one, you can't get anything else." And they're like, "Yeah, I know, I want this one." And their their parents are like, "But you haven't looked around. You don't even know." I want this this one, this one (laughs) this is the one I want Um, and and that uh, that's really impactful for me, I think that our our big thing right now is trying to get more people to read the comic on webtoon Um, for schools I travel to schools around the country and work with students and see the way that the comic is it's really uh, impactful for me but uh, our, our big Big goal right now is to kind of get some more eyes on us in the general pop culture sense because I feel like the story is able to stand on its own and be competitive.
2: So I'm glad you mentioned you know you go into schools and everything. So um, if you for the, everybody that's listening, Tony uh, typically wears a cape in all his pictures. So do you do you it's bring true. the cape with you to the schools and, and when you speak to everybody? Yeah. Yes. Okay, perfect. Every right. time. I just had to make sure. Okay, cool, cool. All right, cuz the cape is the cape is ne- is a necessity. <laughs> yeah, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right. Um so uh Nate Nate, did you want to get jump in Are you good? I
3: Was about to jump in. Go ahead. <laughs> the, the cape when I watched your Can you hear me? If you can. Um, okay. when I was watching your on and I <laughs> but how did you even get like did you get that stage how did thing work Uh, uh, did they reach to you like how did that and could you just for the record
2: did you catch it Tony
0: um yeah so I I think that the, the short version of that is that people are people are are always paying attention and that your name is being said in rooms that you don't know that is being said. Um, I was at a completely unrelated event talking to people, networking with people, sharing things about my work. Um, and one of the people that I talked to happened to organize uh, who set up an interview between me uh, and the other people on the organizing team, and they were they were all in uh, from the beginning. And, and uh, had had the coronavirus not uh, not shut down a bunch of things, I would have been going to Vancouver uh, in about two days uh, to give a new talk at the at the uh, larger TED conference in Canada. I'll keep you up to date on how that goes. Now that we're now that thing. oh man! Okay, hey, that is so off.
2: This virus has messed up everything.
0: Hmm. Agreed. Say that again.
2: <laughs> um, so, with where you are now, so it like let's say um you could speak to your 18 year old self. What would you tell him um, that you know now that you didn't know back then, as far as, you know uh, you know, just growing up and then content creating and all the stuff that you've seen within these past few years of your success.
0: I would tell him to be nicer to people. Be nice, man. Um, When I was in high school, uh, I think I had a huge chip on my shoulder because I felt like I was working really hard, and people weren't really noticing it, and that people weren't really paying attention um when I got to college, I had really really high hopes and ideas for what I wanted to accomplish, and sometimes it' frustrate me when I would work really hard for something and it'd be such an uphill battle to get people to actually pay attention to it. Like, it, sometimes it felt like it was like pulling teeth to get people to acknowledge me or what I was doing. Um, but what I learned from that was that I was using the opinions of people to validate what I was doing. And the reason that it made me so upset was because I wasn't getting, I wasn't getting the validation that I was expecting it from other people. Um. So, if at eighteen years old, that and that validation to myself, I argue that I'd be even further.
2: That's deep. Okay. Okay. Um. Deep. <laughs> I'm done with that.
3: it's. I'm sorry. It's like it's. You're talking about. B. I mean, I, I feel like this is that like reaching for the stars and almost there because I believe it was it twenty eighteen. Force named somebody to look for thirty or under 30, 30 under thirty.
1: Yes, like how
3: did it build? meant, you know, on on a like a especially listening to and it, you know, saying to be even further,
0: you know, 30 It was... Already. I, I love this story just because it legitimately came out of the blue. Uh, applications were open, and you can apply or people can nominate you. Um, and if there's anything that I've learned during my... It's that nothing is organic as it seems. Like, I see people get news stories, and my thought process is like, man, they must have been doing so well that someone reached out to them to do a news story. But nine times out of 10, it's just that they have a communications agency that they're paying like $1 a month, month retainer, um, and they are pumping out press releases in every angle that they have um, to get the news coverage on this person. <laughs> um, so I would see people on the Forbes. 30 under 30 and be like wow who saw them who recognized them but then I found out that with with nominations you can nominate yourself or someone else can nominate you and I was like I'm gonna try it I'm gonna nominate myself we'll see how it goes I literally didn't hear from them for a month didn't hear a thing and then I got a text from one of my friends one morning hey congratulations and at the time I was in DC, um, and it recently gotten a rejection for a program that I had applied for to get some fun. And, um, I, this person texted me, Congratulations. And I'm like, Are you trying to be fun? Uh, what are you? I, what? And she's like, The, the four 30 under 30. Stop lying. Don't, don't do that to me. I'm not in a place for those games right now. And she sent me the link and I was like, Oh, what?
2: Yeah. Oh, and and, and speaking of um, under thirty, I did want to tell you happy birthday, happy belated birthday. Nay, his birthday was last Thank week. You. Just, just uh, by the way, see. Happy
0: birthday! How old? Oh, uh, no. I just tur- I just turned twenty six. I feel very old. What?
2: Don't do that! I fe- don't well, do no that! You're quite has-
0: old. Don't do um, that. We- <laughs> I
2: would kill to be twenty six so again. It,
0: it's um, I I think it's something that happens um especially where i am in my trajectory right now is that i am addressing the fact that we're going to find out really quick whether people liked what i was doing because they like what i was doing or because they like the fact that i was young while i was doing mm. does that make sense yeah it yeah. like, sense like there's a there's very often a uh, a media push to uh uplift these like sh- shiny new initiatives from young people, young people of the future, blah, 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 but once they need actual support to like actually do things at a larger scale, those same institutions are very hesitant uh, to offer the same level of support. So um, I haven't experienced that thus far, but I think that I did reflect on it as a transition for uh my my work has to stand on its own right
2: yeah well, I, I think at, at this point for you um and this is me speaking from a little bit older standpoint um <clears throat> excuse me mm, that's not corona just so that's a regular call. <laughs> um <clears throat> But I think for you, like you're, you're at this point now, like you're you starting, this is where like at 26, you're becoming, you're, you're walking into the OG zone. So now because you have the uncommons, you have your platform, you can kind of, you're established now to a certain point, And now you can kind of start like molding the next crop of people that, that couldn't do what you, what you could do, but you could put them on as far as, Helping them find their way in a certain sense. So you know you're you're young enough to where you're still like at the beginning of it, but you're old enough to where we're like okay, I got some game, I can put people on now, and that's kind of where I look at it at, at that point. So me and they are 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 uh are 29 and um and we feel old, but you know we're only like I say three years older than you, but it it, it you're like I said, <laughs> it, it it's different. <laughs> You'll see that for yourself. You're still young, bro. <laughs> Yeah, but, Look, you, but you're you coming are. to a point,
0: yeah. I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna take it. Um I'm really passionate about the unconscious and I think that right now my thought process is getting people to get hype about it, which is a little is a little difficult. I blame anime fans. That's my mm. controversial opinion. Anime mm. fans go-
2: get to it please let's let's let's, let's so like anime fans
0: you'll i see people get more excited about black characters than they do black creators if that oh. makes sense oh. so so yeah. for example last week on my hero hero black woman and she popped up for the first time in the anime yes and i, I saw more cosplayers popping up out of the woodwork with cosplays of her that were ready made and ready to go and i'm like you know there are comics that are made by actual black women right like Mm. if black women are what you want to support how come it takes a japanese dude making a black woman Mm. for you to be hype about and like Mm -hmm. i I say that where i say that removing myself from the conversation like i'm a black man who has a a black woman as the main character and leader of his comic team Mm -hmm. but it ain't even about me i know Black women that are in the trenches writing and that have been creating representation for years, and the same anime fans that are like, "Man, we need more representation. We need more black characters." That post the same six pictures every Black History Month, mm. just act blind when when black creators are making things, and that's something that frustrates me sometimes.
2: I like that. I like I like With you that, talking your shit.
3: That, and that so, that is so true. No,
2: now you Honestly, know who he's talking about, right? The the character he's you, talking about.
3: No, I don't know the character he's talking. He's about. He's talking
2: about that rabbit girl but, that I showed you from from My Hero Academia, uh, the one that they were kind of like.
3: Okay. Yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Me,
3: I mean, about, when he think about when Pokemon uh, um, introduced, and like literally, like it was like your body was. Constantly playing Vanessa and this is just this is this is with us doing the podcast this last year and and being here and seeing people say you you know they're not patient we've ran across a lot of content creators Uh, it was at a con Mm -hmm. if they reached out to us if we we reached out to them and like you were saying it's like some people just don't want to. They be heard and say whatever they're saying about it not being there, but don't really take the. Time. So I definitely agree with you, Tony. Like one thousand percent.
2: Yeah, you're right. When, I'm with you,
0: when Nessa when Nessa dropped, I was like, "Oh, that's great! This like this looks like a wonderful character." But the anime community in the video game community as if Nintendo was like, Jesus, as if they like delivered them from, wow, we've never had a black female character before, ever. And now, yes. we have this one. Thank you, Nintendo. Thank you. And I'm chilling over here. At the t- time, we were presenting at the American Library Association and I was hanging out uh, with Ngozi um who's a graphic novelist raised over $800,000 on Kickstarter for her comic series, Check, Please. Literally the highest grossing comic Kickstarter in the history of the platform. I'm hanging out at the American Library Association with gozi and I'm chilling over here like, wow, they say ain't no black female character. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't, where are they looking? I guess they were too busy posting canary for like the 50th time <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> I just don't think people want to look I bad no. but I just don't think people want to look. Cause It's I mean like you said, same thing with even the podcasting community like when we started the um the podcast think Mike knew- one of their a uh, black content creators yeah. I'm friends with yeah and this last year, black anime podcasters out there and I, I'm like, okay, I didn't know that they were there now that we're kind of in the same realm. Okay in the, but I think that somebody shout out to her. And you know, she's kind of committing us on what we had. And, you know, reach into the masses and just being black content creators. And I'm, there's a lot of us out here, way more than we know to realize. And I just don't know where the disconnect
0: is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I. The the bottom line is that anime as an industry thrives on mo- like there aren't a lot of animes lot because the thing that makes an anime get produced is the fact that it has strong manga sales. So if you want diverse anime, then you need to support diverse manga. But in the West, there aren't a lot of people making manga. So your next equivalent are comics. If you want black like characters in animation then you need to be supporting black characters and print mediums. It's that simple. And completely removing weirdness from the equation. Like, by all means, read The Uncommons. Uncom- I I personally think that The Uncommons can give any running in a run for its money. Like, I think you can put season one of The Uncommons against season one of My Hero Academia, and we come mm. out on like we be X-Men. Like, I'm, I'm that confident in my work, But completely, completely removing me from the equation. Saturday AM has an an anthology. It is the most diverse manga anthology in the world. And and it's free. And they put out new content every Saturday. Comics Republic is a African based comic organization where they built their entire unique studios, Noir Cesar, and those are only corporate people those are only the people that actually have banners that they like have multiple times before you even get to me I can name other black owned comic and manga companies that are trying to pioneer this stuff so the idea that someone would fix their mouth to say oh man we don't have any black characters but simultaneously don't post about anything but Sasuke and edgy anime boys, you ain't helping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, what what, do you want? Because, I mean, you you seem like you want it, but all I've seen you talk about is Naruto for the last three weeks. As a matter of fact, that's all I ever hear about.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, that same fight between... Obito uh, and Kakashi. I'm sick of it. I'm really sick of it. (laughs) Um. Uh, so I, I so that made me think of something else. So ha, so Tony, how do you feel about did you did you get a chance to watch uh Cannon Busters by LaShawn Thomas on Netflix? I did. So how did you feel about that with him being coming from the comic book world and getting his uh comic book animated, you know, into an anime? How did you feel about his show and then what 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 do you think about the reception of the show?
0: So I praise Lashawn for the work that he's done to pave the way for Black information.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's been in the game for a really time, um, and I appreciate uh, number one how dedicated he is to his work, and number two how accessible he is to other. Before Cannon Buster's got announced, I knew multiple people that had stories about how. They'd email LaShawn him a question and then a couple of months later and at like three o'clock in the morning they get an email it's like, Hey, I'm in Tokyo, so the time zone is a little different. Sorry, it took me a while to get back to you, but here's your answer. Blah blah blah. Keep up the good work. Mm. Like he's been he- He's a little harder to get access to now, which is understandable. Of course, but he's yeah, in that, yeah. that really like lifts people up as he climbs. Um, Cannon Busters wasn't my cup of tea, but I do feel like it was written as a first step.
2: Okay. So we're on the same page then. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like, I mean, cause if you think about it, the, the original, the Kickstarter for, for Cannon Busters, he ran it like 14 years ago, like issued. Fourteen years, characters, and when you look at the characters in the show, I'm like, characters for fourteen years, and and they have like no development. What happened? Why? Like, if you've had the same people in the same IP for fourteen years, why do I feel like it's just a mismatch of other stuff? I don't know what the process was, mm. so I'm not clear on how much control he actually had, what shifted, what changed. but I'm glad that he took that first step. Of course, yeah,
2: because yeah. we we want to see all of us win, regardless, so I didn't yeah. I wasn't a huge fan of the uh, season one, but I saw like where it could go. And I, mind you, I didn't know anything about Cannon Busters before I saw it. So I, I didn't read the comics or anything like that. So I'm like whatever he does going forward is going to be better than what he did in in, in season one because he's going to keep growing from this and getting better and better. So um I was just excited to see uh, a black content creator on a major platform like Netflix. And so I'm like, okay, yeah. yeah. Now they can see that you can have an anime with Majority Black characters, and it still be an anime, and still have respect. So
0: the the yeah. thing about Cannon Busters that it that it brought up to me was how even when we're trying to find our place in new media, there is a pressure to remake or redo what everybody, but with Black people. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that was the thing about the community. It didn't feel like it had an identity. It felt like, hey, you remember Trigun and Samurai Champloo? Mm. You watched Dragon Ball Z, too, right? Well, here's all of that watered down a little bit. And I I was like, oh, what we were doing. Um. It left a bit to be desired for me. Any of my close friends, when it first came out, I had conversations about what I didn't like. Uh, But for me, being able to vocalize that was still helpful in my writing process to help me understand, okay, if this is what makes you think a character isn't, make sure you don't make any of those mistakes.
2: Hmm. Ugh. that's literally that's literally what I said um well, we we did a whole Cannon Busters episode um a few months ago and that's literally the same thing I said um uh, you just you just sound better than I do so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah so so with so with that being said so do you plan on having the uncommons eventually animated or are you just want to stick to the the comic book? Uh, Lane,
0: if I have my way, there will be an uncommon animated series in development by the end of. Okay. If I have my way. Okay. Um, we have a significant body of content. Uh, We've we've mapped the story out. We know where. I think it's something that's compelling on the page. And I also think that it is something that'd be great animated. Um I hope to find a home for it. that's the goal, just because I feel like the global reach that Netflix has will be really for establishing a new IP um around the world. It's definitely happening.
2: Okay. Yeah, we well we need that. Okay. Um yeah, yeah, we we definitely need that, uh, for sure, for sure. So uh yeah, I, I definitely wanna see all of us win. Um all of us black people win for sure. So um Nate, do you have anything else you, you wanna ask?
3: My last thing I ask slash uh want you to express to listeners uh of the podcast and thing. Um, what would you tell other writers where you um and if they're, you know, maybe discouraged by things that are going on right now, or I guess they have writers block or you know, what avenue to take to scene or just even getting started?
0: What would um so what I would say is plan for the long term and don't try to do things by yourself. I feel like sometimes writers get really, really massive egos and there's a belief that in order to be a great writer, you got to do everything by yourself and you got to create create everything by if you're doing a traditional prose novel then maybe perhaps i mean even when people work on prose novels they they have uh that they, they help them trim things down and and make things punch the way that they need um but the biggest mistake that i see a lot of writers make when some of the most uh Successful and amazing pieces of pieces of art and narratives that I've seen are ones that are made by groups. Like Rebecca Sugar didn't write every. Um, this is Us is a live action show that I really love. The writers room on This Is Us uh, established some really amazing people that come in from different walks of life, and I think most writers limit their possibilities. Because they try to do everything by themselves. You can't. That's not, that's not how this is going to work. Especially for people that write and illustrate. Keep, keep in mind the fact that for weird enough, I write the comic. I manage a team of 12 people. I run sales for our education program. And in the last four years, I've raised a little bit over for a million dollars to support our company and our work. Mm. Do you really think I could do all of that and draw everything at the same time? Mm. There's no way. <laughs> there's no way. Not at all. That there's there's no way that's happening. So I I meet people that are like I want to be the next Marvel and I'm starting the next Marvel while I'm also drawing everything and writing everything. And handling marketing for everything. And I'm like that. That sounds like you're going to burn out real quick. It sounds like that. That burnout is, is going to hit you hard. Um, You need a team. Everybody does. And I think that's the thing that people don't have. That they should focus on. Getting it. That's deep.
2: I ain't mad at that at all. Um. Damn, we gotta expand our team. We only got a two-person team. Uh, I, <laughs> I <laughs> get
3: a lot done I with two people. Overtime.
2: Yeah, it's just so We're crazy so right now because like it's pandemic. Them. Yeah, and we yeah we definitely nowhere near as deep in the game as you. So <laughs> so oh. Uh, uh, Okay, so yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all the questions I think I had. I think Nay you you good on you have yeah,
3: yeah, that was my last question.
2: Okay, cool, cool, cool. So yeah, um I did want to thank you again, Tony, for joining us. Did you have anything um that you wanted to recommend for people to read, watch, anything during this pandemic uh for the next few weeks or months rather?
0: Uh, well, one thing that does come to mind is that I never actually told people what the comic was about. We've yeah, been let's, talking yeah, about let's it. talk about it the comics. Like, yeah, I
2: never was about. I was like, yeah, oh man. I just realized
0: I, that too, yeah. I kind of forgot that part. <laughs> um, uh, so I would definitely recommend, um, Beyond Commons, uh, tells the story, of five unlikely players that have to save each other to save the world. Um, our main character, Iris, has, to let her see energies, details, and outcomes. Uh, but one day her eyes show a vision of the end of the world. She has no idea what she, she has no idea where, it's, but she knows that if she doesn't thing. uh, we're in. Trouble. So, uh, the comic follows her on, uh, of gathering it together to combat this evil that even they don't quite understand. And as they come t- together, uh, what they learn is that in order to fight together as a team, there are things from their past that they have to overcome if they want to stand any chance of saving the world. Okay. Uh, so, lots of fantasy elements, lots of anime influence, lots of cool flashy fights and bright um, but really meaningful moments and well characters. Definitely recommend The Uncommon. You can find us on Webtoon. Webtoons. um Other things that I would recommend reading. Um, I really like Cosmos by Hannah Templer. Um, I would also recommend looking at art books. Like, if you have a video game that's one of your favorite video games, try to find the art book for that video. Like, I tracked down the art book uh, uh, for uh, Mega Man N.T. Warrior that has all the all the art in it from like uh all the Mega Man Battle Net. And looking at how they design their character model and hearing like in the art book the the designers and directors of the show will talk about what their intention was when they designed character. And it's so it's so eye opening. My three favorite art books are the I have the art book for um for Mega Man Battle Network, I have the art book for Persona 5, and I have the art book for Black Panther. And reading from these designers about how, like, oh, well, we made his shoulder pauldrons this shape because generally it means this and we have this material and this and this message. As a creator, it makes my brain move in a lot of ways. Correct. Huh.
2: I did, um, I did want to ask you something. I, I, I completely forgot to ask you earlier. Um, for, for the Uncommons, the main character, um, I I can't remember, the, the female main character, did she, was she inspired, was she inspired by someone, um, that you know personally or did you like completely create her, you know, from your mind?
0: So Iris is inspired by black women that I, Um, a joke that I tell is that at any point in my life where I've needed to level up or grow or enter a new, it's always because a black woman has appeared, tapped me on my shoulder and been like, Hey, this, we're going over here. Come on. Or I'm going to make this recommendation for you. Be ready for the email. Like black women have supported me. So much. And that's my mom, uh, my teachers, my college mentors, our first funder gave me $80,000 right out of school, um, to start this off. Um, I know all these black women that support me and Iris is really based, uh, on them in the context that she is someone that is in Intensely joyful that values her joy, uh, but also recognizes the world for and knows that there are a lot of things that that joy away. Um, Iris knows how to bounce back and forth between, uh, being really playful and happy go lucky, uh, but also recognizing the seriousness of the situation. Um, and lastly, um, the thing about Iris that I like is if she's going somewhere, she'll bring you with her. But if you decide you're not going to go, stop her from going. Like when she, when she decides that something needs to be done, she'll invite you to help. But if you decide you don't want to help, she'll be like, all right, cool. I'll do it by myself. And I'm not entirely sure how I'm going to do it by myself, but I know it needs to get done. So I'm going to do it.
2: Okay. I just, I had to ask you, that cause um, like I said, I, I kind of briefly got a chance to read and I, I already, I, she, you know, how black women are just, just you, you, every black woman that you meet is almost like your family. Cause they all have yep. a certain thing about them. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I definitely get those same vibes from her. So I, I forgot about, I forgot to ask you that earlier. Um, yes. Shout out to for, Iris. For
0: her, it's important to distinguish that she's she's brave but she's human
1: mm-hmm.
0: like she feels things she experiences it's not the fact that she's so brave that she's not afraid of anything it's the fact that she still continues to move forward even when she's afraid
2: mm. So when when you were creating her um did you I guess let me ask you this who who was more I guess difficult to create the influencer or Iris as far as like the main characters go like did you have an was it easier cuz you could relate from a male perspective for the influencer to him versus you know creating iris who's a black woman which you of course you have experience with black women from family and your mom and every and friends and everything like wh- which one was more di- more difficult to put on paper basically
0: influencer was more difficult for me because with iris um with, so the character the person um her screen handle is gdb She's really talented. Um, and from the beginning, working with Geneva woman well, on her has made the whole process a lot easier because we were able to bounce back and forth. For influencer, it was more difficult because he's a flawed character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's hard to pin the nuance between, um, He's a character with flaws, but you should still like, like, yes, he has flaws and yes, they're, but I promise it in his heart of hearts, he's a, he's a good person and he is trying his best and figuring out how to, how to navigate that, um, was hard for me as a writer.
2: Okay. (laughs) Well, yeah that's that's all um that's all i had i really wanted to know about that between the two main characters so yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna get with you soon in the next few weeks and, and, and i'm gonna be asking you questions because i'm gonna be reading more uh since i have a lot more free time as of as of late so everybody is listening definitely um check out the uncommons it is on webtoons right now and if i remember are, are y'all dropping like periodically for uh Same like every couple.
0: We, yeah We update every Monday, Wednesday.
2: Okay, every Monday, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Okay.
0: Yep. So three times a week we got new content popping.
2: Hey. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You really. You definitely got a team to be dropping. Uh. Three days a week. Um. You got to. (laughs) Got to. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. So yeah. The the um the link to. The Uncommons will be in the description of this podcast so you can get to it pretty easily. Um so if you need if you want to go read that and uh binge The Uncommons, there is plenty of issues on there right now for you to jump into uh pretty quickly. Um bro. Hmm?
3: Are we going to possibly maybe not this challenge, but eventually add manga and comic books to the annual binge
2: I mean, we can. I'm going to lose that one, but we definitely can.
1: I mean, same,
3: <laughs> but... <laughs> we or definitely it could can. be its own category, so anime is one, and then the manga, the comics are
2: You know what? What would be a good idea? So so we do the binge Challenge um, from... For one part of the year, man. Yeah, so we, we do the binge Challenge for anime from the end of basketball season, which that's already over with now, <laughs> to to the beginning of football season. We can technically do uh a reading challenge so because we as people definitely need to read more as well myself for sure um maybe during the colder months um we can work that out we can we can definitely work it out um i i I definitely do want to read more manga i definitely want to finish the thousand year blood war arc for bleach because
0: uh before uh, it gets animated
2: yes because i'm already a bleach stand tony but I I know what's what happens in the Thousand Year Blood War arc, but I haven't actually read it for myself, uh, to know in detail what happens. So, yeah, that's, I, yeah, we need to read more. <laughs>
3: well, we we, we can get with that
2: Yeah, yeah, I I, I definitely I, I'm gonna finish Thousand Year Blood War arc before that returns because that's how much of a bleach stan I am. So, yeah. Oh, random, Another random question, Tony. So, do you feel like myself? Do you feel that Bleach is the most disrespected out of the big three?
0: I mm, so I'll, uh, i I'm not a bleach fan. I mm. I have I have no idea what's going on. In- mm.
2: <laughs> so you did answer my question. Technically, it is the most disrespected. <laughs> <laughs>
0: mm. Damn. Mm. I tried to bend binge- Bleach before I started watching One Piece, and I got to the Ichigo and Renji fight when Ruki is stuck in the tower, and ah. I was like, "I don't know what's going on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go." Mm,
3: mm, mm. Uh, <sighs> you can get the wake
0: up. yeah. That people always talk about the arc. People, that's the arc that I always hear about. Um, I think I just get. T- Tired of Ichigo miraculously having new powers every time it's hard,
2: but there's a reason for these powers, though. Like they, they, they do the story right. I think uh, watchers and viewers don't appreciate him getting something out of nowhere, but at the t- but realistically, when you watch it, you'll understand why he is the way that he is. So I
0: mean, it's like. T- Technically speaking, there's a reason that when everybody did Jiraiya couldn't come back. But that don't mean I like it.
2: That's true. That's true. I will say this. Bleach does have um, the best filler arcs in all of anime. And I'll I'll die on that hill. Um, Outside of the Bound arc, uh, every Bleach filler arc is is top tier. So um, I do recommend trying to watch you guys gotta watch that y'all gotta watch bleach I'm, I'm 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 gonna keep
0: i watched the filler arc where all the zonpop toes got turned into people and
3: oh so you I saw that one
0: the end someone told me that it was filler and i was like oh yeah. i had a pretty good time
2: see that's the best yeah. filler arc yeah so that's literally my favorite filler arc in all of anime and you don't even know that it's filler until somebody like you happen to you know find out on the on the, uh, on the back end so yeah um but you, Tony you got to give it a chance man you, we, we shut up in the house all day just just cut on bleach for me please please
1: possibly put, put on okay <laughs> you
2: you well, watched 600 episode episodes done. of one piece yeah. i will not allow you to not go without watching a few episodes of bleach yeah that's
0: valid it's valid <laughs> 600
3: episodes and i'm
2: making Nate watch it too so this this More is this piece. is the agenda that i push on everybody so <laughs> I really appreciate you all having me. Hey man, we appreciate oh, no, we you. we appreciate man. you. Yeah, man. Uh you know, uh we, we definitely once we got the email that you know you wanted to talk with us. I was like, "Oh man, wait, us? Is it, like did she did she get the wrong email that she sent to the wrong people like us?" <laughs> we high key <laughs> 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 I was like, dude, is this like I was like, Mike, you He's
3: like, "Yeah." like what
2: wow. yeah first off nobody ever contacts me by that email so that email is for um uh, po- random podcasting promotion stuff that i get all the time uh, and and other stuff but some i saw somebody contact I was like what so yeah that, that was that was pretty um pretty fun to see so yeah thank you man thank you for you know um have your team reach out to us and and, and jump on the pod with us man We 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 uh, you might be the fourth or fifth person that is a black content creator that we've had on the show. And we, uh, we want to, you know, jump that up as much as possible so we can promote us. So all these other okay. content creators that don't deserve it stop getting the shine. And the ones that do that look like us get it. So, you know, we, we, we trying to keep Order. that, keep that going, keep supporting us. So, um, once, uh, once uh the uncommons gets gets its eventual animator, you know we're gonna do a whole deep dive on the episode, and we're gonna make sure you come back on and and uh and so we can talk about it. So
0: please, I'm a, I'm gonna make it good. I'm like it has to be good because if not, I gotta go back on the podcast shit and we can't have that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know if if it's not good, you know I'm a, we gonna tell you it's not good, but we're gonna be respectful, mm-hmm. but we're gonna be like, hey, bruh like, that, that wasn't it. Help. Like, we need you to come harder next time. <laughs> get you. Yeah. yeah. So, um, we gotta
3: get you down here with us too next.
2: Yeah. When, whenever, um, whenever this Rona isn't, isn't running our lives, um, and, and you just happen to be free, definitely come to Dallas and, you know, or come with us like one of these cons that are out here. We definitely wanted to go to DreamCon this year and that just got canceled recently. Yeah, got so, canceled, man. Yeah, yeah, bro, that, that hurt hard. Cause that was the one we was looking forward to the most this year. So, um, but yeah, once life returns to normal, yeah, definitely, uh, uh, you know, if you get some free time, come, come kick it with us one day or, or we, like, we can definitely come to DC too. Cause Nay, I did want to mm-hmm. go to BlurCon one day. blurcon's amazing. Yeah, I did want to go to Blurcon, but we, that's probably shut down for this year, too. <laughs> so,
0: Yeah, we'll see.
2: Yeah, so, yeah, we definitely want to kick it with you in person and meet you in person and everything, man. We we, we we can't explain how much we appreciate you coming on the show, man. Uh, Hey, tell everybody your socials and everything so they can find you, and um, like I said, the uncommons link will be in the description, but tell everybody where they can find you.
0: I am at Tony Weaver Jr., on everything, uh, and you can find more comic info at Weird Enough HQ.
2: Okay, and those will also be in the description, so you can get to them pretty easily. So yeah, um but yeah, that's pretty much. Did, did, Nate, did we have anything that we wanted to recommend for people to watch this week, or no?
3: Um, at this point, since they're binging whatever you whatever your heart desires.
2: Yeah, the Bench Challenge officially starts in like 49 minutes. Um, so I will tell anybody that hasn't seen the first two episodes of Tower of God, go watch those right now. Uh, go watch Black Clover. Uh, go watch Carolyn Tuesday. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this. Go watch JoJo's. Oh, God, what's wrong with me?
3: Oh, wild. Wow. Yeah, I
2: know. It's crazy. It's, I never thought I'd get here.
3: <laughs> yeah, you definitely. Yeah. You can always take. I I struggle. I don't. Part one kind of just messed me up, so I'm I'm trying. Part two. I I'm told you, to man, just it, just skip there.
2: part one. It's not worth it. Scott, part one is awful, but part two, part two is my second favorite one, and you'll see why if you if you get to part two. Um, the main JoJo of part two is like, he's probably my favorite JoJo. So yeah.
3: Joseph. Part
2: four is the best one though. I'm gonna try. I try. All right. Well, um, on that note, we're gonna get up out of here. Uh, thanks again, Tony. Um, yes, yeah, thank can't, you, Tony. We can appreciate you as well. Um, when you get a chance, tell Taraji I love her. Um, I still, I still you watch, I still watch Empire. So yeah, I, I, I still love her. Um, yeah. And other than that, man, we'll we'll get out of here. Um, everybody that's listening be safe practice social distancing wash your hands wash your ass that's all I ask um, all that <laughs> <and> re- <laughs> wash your hands wash your ass and read the uncommons that's 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 the three things that you need to do this week exactly alright cool <laughs> alright well on that note man y'all have a good week and we will speak to you all next time peace
3: bye and screw. see ya